Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 115-105 to win over the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets get a huge performance from Miles Bridges, but it's not enough, as the Hawks are able to hold on to the lead in the final minutes, get a huge performance from Clint Capella, and move to four straight wins at the farm. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks moved to 8-9 and nine on the season. They've got four straight wins, fighting to get back to 500 after that tough West, West Coast swing. And they've done four straight wins against Eastern Conference opponents that have been very impressive. They beat the Bucks, the Magic, the Celtics, and now the Hornets. And it looks like the Hawks have found a little bit of rhythm. And this was a game where the Hornets are coming off of their second night of a back-to-back. They were without P.J. Washington. And the Hawks had two days off, and this could be a game that maybe the Hawks get trapped in. And the Hornets are playing really good basketball. They're 10-8 and after this one, um, playing really well. Got a huge performance from one of their young players. Miles Bridges exploded for 35 points, but it wasn't enough. And the Hawks really did a nice job of controlling the pace of this game. One thing that the Hornets want to do is really get up and down the court with LaMelo Ball. Um, But the Hawks were right there with them. And for most of this game, the Hawks took care of business. Uh, In the first quarter, both teams got off to slow starts, shooting the ball. The Hawks would take the first quarter 25-21. to Um, I thought there was moments in the first quarter for John Collins and Trey Young. There was one particularly beautiful drive where uh, Trey Young got two guys on him, kicked it to a rolling John Collins, who then found a cutting Clint Capella for a slam dunk. I thought Clint Capella was excellent all the way through this game. It was really interesting to see how Nate McMillan played the Swiss bank, but Capella did a lot of hampering what the um, Hornets wanted to do on offense and was a monster on offense himself. But uh, the Hawks took a lead into the second quarter and then really used the second quarter. The Hawks would outscore the Hornets 35-27 to in that period, and there was just some great basketball after such kind of a sluggish first quarter. The second half of the second quarter really got to some fun basketball, both teams hitting three-pointers, and there was a huge run by Cam Reddish. Cam came in after a uh, Ubre dunk where the Hornets got to within one. It was 26-27. to The Hawks called a timeout. It was a massive dunk from Oubre. He flexed afterwards. The Hawks came in. They put Clint Capella back into the lineup. And from that point on, the Hawks went on a little bit of a run that included a Danilo Gallinari three, a Cam Reddish three from his corner in his corner position. He hit a three. Capella had a putback on a Cam Reddish shot. And then Cam had another three. And then suddenly it was it went from 26-27 Hawks to 26-40 Hawks. And um, it was just a sweet run to see the Hawks really uh, punish the Hornets for not making their shots at the offensive end. And then Cam Reddish and Clint Capella really taking over and showing what they can do on the offensive end. Cam Reddish just ended up having a wonderful game. He had finished the game 17 points off the bench on 7 of 13 shooting. He made three of his six three-pointers. Oddly enough, missed two free throws. Kind of the only blemish to his really wonderful night. Had six rebounds. He did have four fouls and two turnovers, but he played 27 minutes. And I thought this was kind of the most in, in control we've seen of Cam. And he, you know, the really good thing for Cam Reddish is through these four, these last four games, we've started to see a little bit of consistency. And we've seen stretches from Cam where he's been really hot from the three point line, 
where he's done really well on defense. If he can start putting together uh, consistent efforts, keep having performances like the one he did have against the Hornets, that is going to go a long way. Again, he might be in that six-man conversation. He might find a way to make it into the starting lineup, but he was huge for the Hawks, and his night wasn't just in that second quarter. He had a huge role to play going into the fourth quarter um, and was kind of the Hawks' most consistent offensive player, uh, really getting to the rim, getting to the basket. And again, he was finding players. Uh, the fourth quarter would get tight, and he would have a part to play in that quarter. But the Hawks would use that run to kind of get their biggest lead of the game. The lead would go all the way up to 17 points in the second quarter before the uh, Hornets were able to cut it back down to 12 the Hawks had a nice block right at the end of the half. John Collins stopped LaMelo Ball from getting kind of a cheap bucket with under four seconds to go at the end of the half, and the Hawks went in at halftime up 60-48. to 48. Uh, The third quarter, the end of the third quarter was a slog. There was a lot of fouls. Both teams got into the bonus early, and it got to a lot of foul shooting. Uh, the Hawks didn't let the Hornets come back after half and get into the lead. In fact, I thought... Both teams did a nice job of kind of just continuing to shoot the ball pretty well. Um, The third quarter would be a tie. It was 29-29 in that third period, so the Hawks would go into the fourth quarter up 12. Um, And it kind of felt like at that point that the Hornets were really kind of dragging on the second night of a back-to-back for them. Um, Both teams started the fourth quarter with their second units. And it was not a pretty first half of the fourth quarter. In fact, DeLon Wright had two nice steals. He went down and ripped Gordon Hayward at one point and then had another steal in the paint. But the Hawks couldn't take that advantage and stretch the the lead from 12 to 20 and really put it away. The Hornets did a nice job of staying in and hanging around. And this game got close. It got This game was um, within seven with about five and a half minutes to go. And a Trey Young step back two made it a nine point game where it was 99 to 90. Um, but the Hornets would not go away. And to their credit, they got really nice performances down the stretch from Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball would finish this game with a triple double. He had 15 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. The rebounds from all of the Hornets was a big factor in keeping them in this game. Miles Bridges, who had a huge night, 35 points, 10 rebounds, four of those offensive, three assists. He would be a driving factor at the end of the game as the Hornets kept going to the paint. And they got all the way within four points of the Hawks before the Hawks were able to put this one away with a couple of nice plays from um, players. Kevin Herter found himself open at the top of the three-point line, was able to hit a three-pointer. And then after the Hornets went and scored two, again, the Hawks had the ball. They didn't rush it. They found Cam Reddish in the corner, and he was able to hit his third corner three of the game and kind of put the game away at 112 uh, to 102. But just a really nice game from the Hawks all the way around. They got strong performances um, from – they had six players in double digits – Clint Capella led the way, 20 points on 10 of 11 shooting. Seeing him hit his shots from the floor at such a high percentage, we're used to seeing after one year of last year, Clint Capella being near the top of the league at true shooting percentage and just shooting percentage, field goal percentage. And he hadn't done that through the first 10 games of this year. And you're starting to see Clint Capella have games where he's 9 of 9 from the field, 10 of 11. Um, 
you know, nine of 10. And he just continues to do that. So he had 10 of 11 shots he made. He was, he had 15 rebounds, six of them offensive. He had one beautiful sequence where he had a tip in off of a Trey Young miss. He had another one where I'm pretty sure that Gordon Hayward actually knocked the ball in, but uh, Clint Capella was in there fighting for the rebound and caused Hayward to swing his arm and, and knock the basketball in. Um, Capella also had a beautiful a reverse where he caught a pass from Trey Young and was able to go to the other, si- the other side of the basket, as he loves to do, in the air. It wasn't just on the ground, in the air and make the shot. You're just seeing a lot of athleticism from, from Clint Capella that was just not there at the beginning of the season. And then after that huge Ubre dunk, you know, it felt like the Hornets were right back in this 26 to 27. Part of that run was a monstrous Clint Capella block of Ubre, who tried to do the same thing, tried to throw down another dunk and the Swiss bank was there to, to block it. And he didn't, didn't swing the Mutombo finger. He sprinted down the court and it just to see Clint Capella be so uh, right physically and starting to have a real impact on both ends of the floor is very encouraging and is a big, big time weapon for the Hawks. I thought some growth from coach Nate McMillan in this one was he didn't always match the Hornets when the Hornets went small. The Hornets started with uh, Miles My- Plumley in the lineup, or one of the Plumley bl- brothers in the lineup, and then went to a smaller lineup that kind of has a bunch of guys who are 6'5 to 6'9. And in the second quarter and in the second half, uh, Nate McMillan stuck with Clint Capella against that unit, and Clint just had a huge game. Again, 20 points, 15 rebounds all in just under 24 minutes of play. So huge game from Clint Capella. Trey Young chipped in with 19 points and nine assists. He was seven of seven from the free throw line, two of seven from the three point line. He had a big three pointer towards the end of the game. Um, I think Trey can still figure out when, when, when is the time to take his really deep three pointers early on in this game. He took one of the deep three pointers. He missed it. LaMelo got the ball, just launched it down the court and the, Hornets got an easy layup Um, towards the end of the game. Trey likes to kind of take these kill shots when the Hawks are up by double digits with about two minutes to go. He'll find his way to the logo of whatever court he's on and try to hit that kill shot. And it's just tough, especially with how well the Hornets are rebounding. The Hornets would out rebound the Hawks 52 to 45. And then if you look at the offensive glass, I mean, the Hawks got destroyed. The Hornets got 21 offensive rebounds. And that meant that the Hornets took 20 more shots than the Hawks did. The Hornets were 43 of 102 from the floor for 42%. The Hawks were 43 of 82 for 52%. Um, The Hornets were able to stick in this game because of their offensive rebounding. And that goes back to their big guards, uh, Miles Bridges and um, Gordon Hayward are very good on the glass. And also uh, LaMelo Ball, again, his triple-double, including 10 10 rebounds, four of them offensive, but um, Trey just needs to find out, find that rhythm of when that deep three ball is going to be an opportunity for the Hawks to really knock the other team out. And when, when he is right at the three point line, he can drain a lot of threes. It was good to see him to get right to the three point line. He was being guarded by miles bridges. He drained the three and that kept the lead at about seven points when the Hornets were really making their push at the end of the fourth quarter. Kevin Herter had 17 points, 6 of 10 from the field, 4 of 7 on his three-pointers. It's awesome to see Herter really um, settle into that starting position. He is shooting the three ball with a ton of confidence. Him taking that three 
uh, on the out of bounds play when the Hawks had just the Hornets had just cut the Hawks lead down to four, and they had this in it out of bounds play where they got Trey the ball. Trey threw it ahead to Cam. Another great Cam performance where he didn't shoot the ball up. He actually found John Collins, who was wide open as the Hornets are trying to double team and get a turnover. Um, John Collins doesn't get it to Gallo. He finds Kevin Herter, who's wide open at the top of the three. Uh, and Kevin Herter just shoots the three ball, drains it. The Hawks are up seven, and it keeps the lead uh, at a safe spot. So great performance from Herter. He had he was one of two from the free throw line, had two rebounds and four assists. John Collins, just steady. Uh, that small ball lineup means that JC can get matched up with a lot of guys who, that are smaller than him. And he did a nice job of taking advantage of those opportunities, whether he quickly got to his shot and made this little jump shot that seems about automatic, or he found cutting Hawks a couple of times in this one. Kevin Herter benefited multiple times from getting into the paint on cuts and getting layups. Um, and it was cool to see JC not only make that awesome alley-oop pass to Clint Capella off of the Trey Young hockey assist, but also find that cutting red velvet for the layup. Bogdan Bogdanovich was only the only member of the starting lineup that wasn't in double digits scoring-wise. He played 23 minutes, just had seven points on three of nine shooting. He had a beautiful uh, crossover layup against LaMelo Ball, but Bogdan just does not seem to have found his three-point shot, uh, at least against the Hornets. He had a couple of wide-open shots that you would bank on Bogdan making that he just didn't make, but uh, he had one rebound, two assists, and it was interesting. He did not play down the stretch uh, with McMillan opting to go with Cam Reddish and Danilo Gallinari to close this game out. We talked about how good a game that Cam had. Danilo, 16 points off the bench on just three of seven shooting. He got to the free throw line eight times. I thought McDaniels off of the bench for the Hornets was very destructive. He just could not guard Gallo. Gallo was able to old man trick his way into a couple of free throw attempts on him. McDaniels also fouled Trey Young on a three-pointer and had a turnover to Danilo Gallinari, but Gallo would finish with those 16 points, six rebounds, two assists, three steals, and a block. Um... And then Lou Williams had four points off the bench as well. The Hawks bench would outscore the Charlotte bench 37 to 27. And that was one area where the Hawks really were able to punish the Hornets. Um, looking at this game, if you looked at some of the stats, it, it'd be pretty amazing that the Hawks came out with the win. Just those offensive rebounds, 21 to 8 in Hornet, the Hornets' fat, uh, favor, 14 or 24 to 8 second chance points. In favor of the Hornets and points in the paint, 62 to 50. Um, the Hawks shot the ball from deep better than the Hornets and got to the free throw line um, a few more times. And actually, the free throw line really hurt the Hornets as they were only able to convert nine of 15 free throws. The Hawks got there and converted on 17 of 21 of their free throws, getting good performances at the line from uh, Trey Young and Danilo Gallinari, who went eight for eight. But Big win for the Hawks. This was a game where, you know, the Hornets didn't have P.J. Washington or coming in on the second night of the back-to-back. -back. This is the first game in a couple days for the Hawks again. The Hawks could certainly be looking ahead um, and getting ready for a road trip. They have one more game at home against the Thunder on Monday night, and then they go on a two-game two road trip. So certainly the Hawks could be looking ahead of this game. But they came in, they got the lead, they had a 12-point lead for the majority of this game, and then they were able to withstand a little bit of a run from the Hornets and get another win uh, at State Farm Arena. The Hawks are really turning uh, the farm into a place that 
it's tough for other teams to win, and it, they're fighting their way back to 500. This moves them to eight and nine on the season, gets them again some more momentum, and hopefully they continue this strong play going forward. They play the Thunder next at, at State Farm Arena, and then they go, like I said, on a little two-game road trip. So um, the Hawks continue to play winning basketball. It's awesome that each game I feel like I'm talking about a different Hawks player as the player of the game, whether it's been Cam and Kevin, Clint Capella, Trey Young, John Collins having a monster game. All these guys are contributing, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. There's been at least one highlight play in, in all of these games. That block from Capella was just stunning, and so hopefully the Hawks keep it up. But they're moving the ball well. They finished this game with 24 assists. Um, you know, they're really doing a much better job of getting up and down the court. It, it's very encouraging to see them uh, get a win against a team like the Hornets who, who kind of play at the pace that I think the Hawks would like to. But big win for the Hawks, 115 to 105. They get 20 points and 15 rebounds from Clint Capella. And moving forward, they're playing the Thunder on Monday night. Go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks.